Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. My name is Nigel, Jason Hammer, right over there with a very special guest on the DriveHubler.com hotline. Rick Snyder is the president of the Fraternal Order of Police, Lodge 86. He joins us now. Rick, there's a big vote coming up with the City County Council about Joe Hogsett's Indy Safety Plan. Now, this is a plan we've been talking a lot about on the show, and the reason why we've been talking about it is... Some parts are unconstitutional and other parts are just bad. It requires the state to change laws before anything really kicks in. I'm curious as to what your thoughts are. Well, guys, I think you've kind of hit the point, which is, uh, you know, we've got a mayor that is now getting in the game when it comes to crime and violence in the city of Indianapolis. You know, as you guys know well, we've been calling for him to join us and calling him for backup since 2019 as it relates to these issues of the revolving door and the surging numbers that we've been seeing. We've also been drawing attention to the specific uh, criminal violence that's occurring, especially with the use of illegally possessed or illegally used firearms. And we've seen stunning silence come from him over the last four years. Listen, we applauded many of the sections within his announcement that he proposed, such as expediting the processing to bypass the revolving door of criminal justice in Marion County, his words, not ours this time, first time he's ever used those words, but to bypass the Marion County Prosecutor's Office and get these cases to the federal prosecutor where they can actually have some kind of adjudication that provides accountability. We fully support hiring prosecutors uh, through the city to get them over there. It's telling that he's not trying to get the prosecutors to the Marion County's office, but to the federal office. But it's for what we need, which is, Truth in sentencing, stiffer penalties, and no bond and no pretrial release uh, while those cases are pending, especially for repeat violent offenders. The concerning part is this, is that as officers, we tend to take the law and the Constitution pretty seriously. We're sworn to uphold it. So when we see any politician who is proposing uh, an ordinance such as this that are not only unenforceable, but also unlawful because they contradict state law and the Constitution, we cannot support those efforts. So let me ask you this, Rick, just real quick. So Hogsett admitting that, yeah, there's a problem with the revolving door of the criminal justice system. That's a term we've been using on this show you've used for years and years and years. Why now? Why why, uh, here, months before uh, an election year, is he just now proposing something like this, getting the federal prosecutor, you know, hiring three federal prosecutors, bypassing Ryan Mears and his and his team? And why? I mean, he's had four years to do this. Well, it's striking to note that this proposal is bookended by two things, one of which is a session at the Indiana State Legislature just ended two months ago. 
of which the mayor could have been over there pounding a podium and demanding that laws get changed to address some of these specific issues that he's highlighting. But guys, we checked with our elected officials over there, and no one was aware of his presence as it relates to these issues. So why wasn't he over there demanding the kind of changes that he's proposing tonight? Uh, And he did not do that. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we know that we have a municipal election that's coming forth in November of this year. Mm. And there's a lot of politicians in charge that got some splaining to do, as they say, because their outcomes, they cannot get around. You know, the mayor, uh, when we were saying, hey, come to the table and help us review this revolving door in Marion County, help fill these gaps and close the door on our repeat violent offenders, actually got in front of a camera and said that any such nonpartisan effort of that review of the revolving door was quote-unquote ludicrous. And guys, that was nearly 900 lives ago. And so now we are now reaping what's been sown over these last four years. And I got to tell you, I do think that voters and residents have gotten hit to the fact that there are things that could have been done. Instead, we have the mayor taking this if-only approach. Now suddenly it's if only we didn't have concealed carry, if only we didn't have this permit, permitless carry law, if only we changed the law related to long guns, these numbers wouldn't be so high. I think it's ringing thin uh, and shallow with the people who see it. They see it as a pure political ploy. And, uh, I, you know, I just think it's a, a bad faith effort to put forward bad policy that out of the gate you are admitting you cannot enforce and is uh, not consistent with the law. The problem for law enforcement professionals is that creates confusion within the public, and it also creates false expectations. And our concern is that it will also place officers into the middle of a a situation that will force court intervention. And I think that's really what's at hand here, which is that the mayor is seeking to artificially create court intervention to do an end run around the state legislature and try to get a favorable ruling that upsets the apple cart with state law. And the problem is it's victims and officers and residents who are stuck in the middle of all that. Rick Snyder is our guest, Fraternal Order of Police, Lodge 86 here in Indy. I want to talk about Monument Circle here in just a moment. But since you bring up uh, permitless carry, constitutional carry, how do you respond when you see people go on social media? Like weekends we had last weekend where over 20 people were shot and immediately they blame the lawmakers that passed constitutional carry for it. What's your response to that? Yeah, I, I actually appreciate the opportunity to speak to that because it's important. Two key factors. The FOP opposed the move to permitless carry standing alongside our superintendent, Doug Carter, last year. However, both Superintendent Carter and the FOP would acknowledge that the people spoke through their elected representatives. We respect that. And we now have a law, a law that we must follow. Guys, we can't just say, hey, because we didn't support that, we're not going to uphold it. I mean, how would people feel if we took the mayor's approach and as law enforcement officers say, hey, we don't agree with permitless carry, so we're going to still lock people up if we find them otherwise lawfully carrying but not having a permit? People wouldn't say that was good faith policing, nor is this good faith public policy. So what we have to do is we have to step back and we have to take a look. What what are the outcomes since last July 2022? Well, what we're seeing, guys, is that the average trend lines for violence in Indianapolis is no different than what they were for the three years preceding that. We're still tracking with 200-plus homicide averages and, and really not a significant increase in the number of people shot. But what we are seeing is 
the the repeated uh, failures to hold people accountable who are prohibited possessors, whether you require a permit or not, they're not lawfully carrying the weapons to begin with. And we need strict accountability and enforcement on that. And I think the mayor tipped his hand when he said he needs that with the federal prosecutor as well. Uh, we're speaking with Rick Snyder, FOP uh, president here. Um, you know, Hogsett for a couple of years now has been pouring tens of millions of dollars into these anti-violence programs, and it just doesn't seem like. I mean, we're seeing numbers close to last year in terms of violence and shootings and homicides. I mean, you could pour as much money into these programs as you want, but if if it just doesn't seem to be working. I mean. Could you maybe respond to that? Yeah, I think it points to this is that uh, good uh, proactive programs can be effective, but you got to have the stopgap measure of intervention to occur first. You got to remove the repeat violent offenders from the equation and then backfill it with the programs for them to take root and be effective in the community. Instead, what we have done is we've seen politicians reverse order that and then claim that somehow by making those investments in the community, we're somehow going to drive down the violence artificially without true intervention occurring. Listen, guys, repeat violent offenders, violent criminals aren't going to suddenly follow the law just because you created one. They're in the business of breaking the law to begin with. So you have to hold them accountable. But, guys, this highlights this one thing, and this is one of the things that we said in our statement today. We find our time, ourselves in a time where we have, a, in Indianapolis, we have a prosecutor that's refusing to enforce the existing laws. Well, at the same time, we now have a mayor that's proposing laws that cannot be enforced. <laughs> this is the insanity of what is going on. That's why we say let's get back to basics. Yes, Mayor, we applaud you. Let's seek no bond, no pretrial re- uh, release. Uh, for repeat gun crime offenders, and let's also seek stiffer penalties and truth in sentencing and get some state laws changed that can actually make that happen. I think he could find bipartisan support for that. We could move forward, and at the same time, we could be saving lives. But instead, guys, this proposal that he's doing tonight raises this issue of uh, disparate treatment and, 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 and defies equal protection under the law, meaning an Indiana resident could be lawfully uh, carrying a firearm and protecting themselves in any other county, but once they traveled into Marion County, they would become a criminal. Right. That defies equal protection under the law. That's why state law has to preempt any of these crazy local ordinances when it respects constitutional rights. And uh, as law enforcement officers, again, we have to stand firm on that. We've sworn an oath to do so. Rick, we got less than a minute left here, but I do want to ask your thoughts on the plan to, quote, temporarily block off a quadrant of Monument Circle to make it for entertainment purposes and other things. And again, it's an election year. I think this is pandering because he knows the crime on the circle is a mess. My question to you, your thoughts on that circle plan and where the hell was all of this attention on Monument Circle back in the summer of love when there were riots for a number of days in a row? Well, I think it raises the specter of what we're concerned about, which the mayor has said in his, his announcement, which is in doing these, these uh, like shutting down the circle area or Georgia Street, don't forget he also said those could then be deemed uh, public uh, property that's being utilized for private events, and then that can be deemed a quote-unquote gun-free zone. Bingo. Herein lies – 
creating a situation where officers then get drawn into this because he even said taxpayers will help you provide security and intervention with law enforcement for your quote unquote gun free zone. Then when and then our officers take action, we increase the potential for legal intervention through the courts, challenging actions that officers have taken. The officers are wrapped up in that as well as the city and the taxpayers are on the hook. Here's what's happening, guys. He's playing with house money. He knows that he can fight any of these legal challenges on the backs of the taxpayer and, and, and roll the dice to see if he can get a positive outcome with the courts or not. But the one thing he knows is that in all of that, it all gets pushed forward and passed the next municipal election. So that's why we called the mayor's bluff in this statement and said, listen, above all else, you can lead by example, Mr. Mayor. Take any hypocrisy out of this, and you you eliminate, terminate concealed carry and the use of rifle platforms for your own taxpayer-funded security detail. And you say I'm going to put you're you're going to put your safety in the place that you want the law-abiding citizen to place theirs in this era of surging violence. Rick Snyder, President Fraternal Order of Police. Rick, as always, we appreciate your time and tell your officers thank you for doing what they do. Thank you, guys. God bless. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.